0: Hello, and welcome to another Secret Truths with Josh Byshynski. So today we're going to do a special Secret Truths, and it's a brain teaser. I'm going to start a new brain teaser uh, set of podcasts for you. And this brain teasers, these brain teasers, this brain teasers, these brain teasers are intended to tease your brain, uh, test your intelligence, see how smart you are, see if you can figure things out. Don't worry, they won't be that hard, and they're going to be very, very fun. So keep listening. We're going to go through some brain teasers, and I'll take you through step by step, and just maybe we'll learn some secret truths about life as we look at these brain teasers, and they'll be able to help you out with your life and give you practical skills to help with your life. So let's get to it. So the first brain teaser we're going to look at today is actually a very, very simple one. The brain teaser is, are you ready? The brain teaser is, in chess, the knight moves in a straight line. That's it. The brain teaser is, the statement we need to figure out is, in chess, the knight, that's let's say the little horsey, in chess, the knight moves in a straight line. Okay, so that's the brain teaser. Now, on first thought, you might be like, okay, well, Josh, that's really easy. (laughs) Everyone knows in chess, the knight doesn't move in a straight line, it moves in an L shape, it moves straight, and then it hangs to the left or to the right. Okay. So obviously, Josh is being tricky here. So what, what am I getting on here? Well, here here's the thing, is that I started with this easy one so we could really talk about the method of the brain teaser and how you would figure out these brain teasers. And so the, the brain teaser is, I'll give you a statement. In this case, the test statement, our first one is that knight moves a straight in a straight line in chess. And the question is, is that true or false? And more importantly, and here's the brain teaser part, how do you know? how do you know that the knight moves in a straight line or does not move in a straight line in chess how do you know this how can you prove it right what does knowledge mean in this case knowledge means how can you prove it how can you justify that to me or to say the same thing in another way and this is what well let me do this first so to say the same thing in another way Uh, uh, knowledge is justification, how can you verify the accuracy of that statement, or how can you verify the inaccuracy of that statement, more importantly, and here's the brain teaser part, in a neutral third party way that any neutral third party could agree to and not have to become partial to some other other kind of special view, some other kind of special statement that you are resting upon that you didn't even realize you're resting upon. So let me say that all again, so the brain teaser is a process of really just trying to figure out the truth of something which is enough of a brain teaser in life, let me assure you. In this particular case is the knight moves in a straight line in chess that's the brain teaser true false and how do you know. show your work, so to speak, or to say the same thing in another way, how can you verify that the knight moves in a straight line in chess that statement is either accurate or inaccurate, an accurate or inaccurate description, and how can you verify that objectively? Or how can you verify that in a way that has nothing to do with subjective opinion, or as little to do with subjective opinion as possible, so that any neutral third party can see that you've shown, oh yeah, look, that's accurate. The knight does move in a straight line in chess, or in this case, inaccurate. It does not move in a straight line in chess. And they can verify that themselves without having to become partial to your particular view of life or any other belief or statement or description that has not yet been verified. And so when you think about the totality of that brain teaser, it's very useful for life. We need to prove things true or false all the time. And that's what it really means, proving something true or false. And this is, again, part of the brain teaser that we're going to see, the method of the brain teaser, is that in English... We tend to use, well, in every language, actually, we tend to use a lot of words that are not very well-defined, and they are not very specific. We use encrypted words. We use amalgamated words. In fact, life is encrypted. The life of communication is encrypted, and we need to decrypt and to make sense of what is being said to us. And so when I say, is it true or false, what does that mean when I say is the statement true or false? Whatever whatever brain teaser statement we're talking about, or any statement anyone ever tells you. They tell you the bathroom is to the left down the hall. They tell you you should vote for so-and-so because they're better. They tell you they love you. They tell you they don't. People tell you important things all the time, and we have to determine whether those descriptions of reality are true or false. Well, what does true or false mean? Well, true or false just means accurate to the reality they purport to describe or not. And that can be very, very mundane. In some cases, the bathroom is around the, 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 the down the hall to the left. Okay. Well, if I don't really have to go to the bathroom, it's not that important, but if I really, really need to go to the bathroom, that statement suddenly becomes very, very important that that description of reality is accurate because I can measure down to the seconds I have, right. When you really got to go. And so I really hope that it's accurate that that's, st- that the bathroom truly is just down the hallway and to the left because that sounds like a short trip and I need a short trip right now, you know, or somebody says they love you. Some stranger says they love you. Okay. Well, it's not that important. Just, okay, whatever we are doing, you walk away, but someone who's supposed to love you or you hope loves you says they love you or in this case says they don't and they can't, or they will for these reasons, that description of reality suddenly becomes very, very important to you that it be accurate. Doesn't it? If your boss says you have a job tomorrow, You hope that description of reality is accurate, don't you? It becomes very, very important to interpret what they said, to understand what they said, to interpret what's going on, to understand what's going on, and to, most importantly, verify. And not verify in a subjective truth is relative kind of way, not the kind of way that, sadly, we've seen get very popular lately, in that, you know, this post-truth alternate fact reality nightmare of postmodernism that we're in which really started actually a century or two ago with the philosopher frederick nietzsche who introduced and rolled in the whole notion of relative truth and subjective values being more important than objective truths and that filtered through the academies, both through the far right wing and you got actually the nazi party who believe there is no moral truth therefore we we are the strong and we can do terrible terrible things and they did But also for the far left wing academics like Derrida, Foucault, Jean-Francois Léotard, who actually coined the phrase postmodern in his book, The Postmodern Condition, that we are postmodern, we are beyond the modus, we're beyond the modus operandi, we're beyond beyond the, the modern philosophical period, largely started with Machiavelli and Hobbes and Bacon, Who said we need to hold nature down and take what we want from her because nature is killing people there's pain, we need to create science, we need to create modus, we need to create a method to figure out what is true or false that started the the. uh, The Renaissance and then the scientific uh, uh, enlightenment and then uh, the industrial period and then Nietzsche came along and said forget all that we're going to go post this we're going to go beyond our notions of truth, because we need to fracture them because they're not good enough, especially on in the in the sense of morality. Now, we can debate uh, Nietzsche all day long, and that's not the point of this podcast and really not not a point in doing it. Maybe in a future brain teaser, I'll take one of his statements and we'll we'll, we'll pick it apart. We'll see if it can be verified objectively. But it is very important for us to verify in a neutral third-party way where we don't have to become partial to someone's subjective whims, someone's subjective views, that they don't in, uh, in other words, what it's called in logic beg the question, and what question do they beg is why, why is that true right if I have to agree to something. Before I can verify whether any statement is true. Now we have two statements we need to verify, whatever I need to subscribe to first, and then the statement in question. So this brain teaser is actually very interesting and can be very useful for you in your life. So although it seems like a very simple one, let's go through step by step and see if we can figure out the brain teaser that the knight in chess moves in a straight line. Okay, so very simple. All right, so is that true or false? And more importantly, how do you know? How can you prove it? How can you justify this? How can you present the evidence or the argument in such a way that any neutral third party could verify it themselves should they want to and we will right when I say I'm the king of the world and I will rule you now. We, you know, it might not matter if I don't seem like I have the power, but if I have the power, then you really want to know where that description is true or false and how I justified it right. So let's take a very mundane one this the the chess piece of the night moves in a straight line of chess. Can we verify the accuracy of that description? Okay, well, in order to do that, what we need to do is we need to look at the sentence. And quite often a sentence has a subject-predicate relationship. X is Y. X is the subject, Y is the predicate. But all these descriptions are describing something. They're, They're purporting to make a claim, a proposition. They're proposing something. They're proposing that reality is such and such a way. So what do we need to do? We need to go check the reality in question that it is such and such a way. But before we check reality to see if it is such and such a way, in this case, checking the rules of chess to see if the piece called a knight, if A, that exists, and B, how does it move in chess? Before we can go to that, we need to just first, and in this case, it's very easy, but in future brain teasers, this will become very difficult. And that's where the the, the, the trickiness of the brain teaser will come in, is, okay, in, in the game of chess, okay, what is that? The piece called a knight okay what is that moves, what does that mean in a straight line, what does that mean we need to know what each portion of the statement is referring to or means. And in this particular case I made it very easy, the game of chess is the game of chess, a lot of people know about it, you can check the Wikipedia entry on it, you can you can pull. You know, 10s of thousands of people and do you know, about the game of chess yeah how does it work they describe it, it seems relatively the same okay that's apparently. You know, imagine you're an alien and you've never talked with humans before. That apparently is what the game of chess is. Okay. Okay, Zarthon. You know, Zarthon says to Fred Drock, okay, Zarthon. Apparently, these creatures play something called chess. It uses its tentacles to make quotations in the air. And it apparently, it works like this, it moves like this, and they all 99.9% agree that's what it is and how it works. Okay. Well, in that game, is there something called a knight? Yeah, it's this little piece that resembles that, that mammalian, that herbivore mammalian they call a horse. It's it's called a knight. Okay, okay. Well, in this game, which is a two-dimensional game on a grid, all the pieces move in in uh, positions in coordinates on this grid in typically straight lines. Is it still true according to the rules of this game? According to the ten thousand people we surveyed, and or the official rule book that they all point to and say, check that rule book. It's the official rule book. Does it say that the horse moves in a straight line? I and mean, when you check it. Zarthon and, and Fred rock here. Will, will note. No, actually it appears to move three, three spaces down and then we'll hook either to the left or right. Okay. Uh, or it will hook to the left or right immediately and move three spaces down. it will, Either way it will move in this L pattern of the two different types in any direction in, uh, on the X, Y coordinates. It can move. Okay, fine. Is that what a straight line is? Well, a straight line is involved. There's two straight lines involved, actually, or seeing that it moves at an angle, if you will, there's one straight line in an angle. So is Josh trying to be tricky there? No, I just worded the brain teaser poorly. And that's the other thing you need to, to notice is that people don't word their sentences very well. People don't word their sentences to make it easy for you to verify. They word their sentences in the way that emotionally pleases them, typically. Now, if they're a well-trained philosopher or if they're a well-trained scientist or teacher or boss or... Manager of people or communicator or public relations specialist, there's all kind of reasons why you might might want to be very specific in making it easy for people to verify your sentences and on the flip side, sadly, the more rhetorical you need to get, the more you need to persuade people. it might actually be to your benefit in that small limited sense. I would argue ultimately it's not to your benefit at all. That could be a future brain teaser, but that these salesmen, these rhetoricians will make it as difficult as possible for you to verify their statement by being equivocal, by using sentences and phrases and words to have multiple meanings in multiple modes. And they leave all the work on you in this brain teaser to tease out what it is they mean, and is that, can that be accurate? Is any, of the, is any of the meanings that they could possibly mean be accurate? Because if they're telling you lies, if they're all inaccurate, well, that could be a problem, couldn't it? And you can see all kinds of reasons why these salespeople might want to do that, unfortunately, and it might not always be to your benefit. So these brain teasers are important. So we're going to practice on very interesting sentences that I've come across in my philosophical career. Interesting, teasing little sentences like, is this true? Is this true? Is this not true? How would you verify it? Because it can turn the rules of verification on its head. It can be very interesting and very, very, uh, very different than what you might expect. So did I mean to be tricky here? No, I didn't mean to be tricky. That's just a happen, uh, a happy accident. That So in one interpretation, that in the game of chess, the knight moves in a straight line. Yes, all pieces move in a straight line ultimately because you can draw a straight line between point A, the start, and point B, the end. So if that's what I meant, then we can verify in a neutral third-party way based on the rules of chess. Here they are. You can point to them. It's an object in reality. That makes it objective. I didn't say that they were the right rules. I didn't say they were the best rules. I just said this, uh, I've surveyed 10,000 people, 99.9% of them agree. And it can't always be 100% either, because we've got to survey people. So there's always a chance of error in the physical world. You could have misheard somebody, or they could have been on crack. Someone said, oh, the rules of chess are actually the rules of checkers, man. You know, one of our test subjects said that, ruining our 100% statistic. So that's the best we can do in this particular case, because it has to do with the physical world. Chess is a game, even though it's an informational game, it's played in the physical world as to what it is. And everyone can have their own version of chess, too. So what, what version of chess were we talking about? Well, clearly, this, well, not clearly. But it seems the statement was in the, the game of chess, not Josh's game of chess, not Sarah's game of chess. In the game of chess, okay, so it's probably the main game of chess, right? Right. That's fine. Okay. Okay. The knight moves in a straight line, well, yes, in that sense, every piece moves in a straight line, but that's not probably what the sentence meant and now we can go back and we can query we could say okay what did did you mean that it moves in a straight line like it'll move four pieces in an x or y coordinate like a bishop uh or or like a rook like a like a rook or a bishop it can move diagonally or straight up and down, but only four four spots Yes, that's what I meant. that was my meaning. that's how the knight moves in chess, okay, then we could go uh. I can verify objectively that is not the case look at the rules they're very clear they say no the the horsey doesn't move that way right okay so there you go that's the solution to that brain teaser so keep in mind for brain teasers and and not only the brain teasers I, i provide for you in future weeks i'm going to provide one every week a new one for you and they're going to get tricky they're going to get interesting okay but keep in mind for these brain teasers for your life what are they saying? Interpret what the words mean get their meaning ask them did you mean this, did you mean that okay if you need to get the meaning of the words decrypt the encryption of the adjectives and the description. And then you need to verify it to in a neutral third party way that any neutral third party could agree to and theoretically not become partial to any other view. Did we do that with this chess one, I think we did. They would have to become partial that that is the game of chess, but it's pretty obvious there is no other game of chess. There's no competing rule book for chess. There's not the purest chess, as far as I know, there's not the purest chess people, and the there's there's not the the, the, the group A chess people and group B chess people who have wars and infighting as to what the proper rules of chess are. I don't think that exists. And if it does, well, then my statement's wrong, right? Then. Group A has to become partial to Group B's way of playing it, and Group B has become partial to Group A's way of playing it. But we can take a step outside of this objectively and say, look at, there's two different versions. In this version, yes, the, 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 the knight moves in a straight line. In this version, no, the knight doesn't move in a straight line. Okay, and that can be resolved, right? They can all be resolved. And we could do it objectively in a neutral third party way that we didn't have to become partial to group A's way of playing chess or group B's way of playing chess. In fact, we stood outside of it, so to speak, and we said, look, it, it looks like we've done a survey. There's group A and group B. Group A plays chess in this weird way where the knight moves in a straight line and doesn't do a hook. And this one is the game that everyone else knows and loves, and the knight moves in an L shape in any given pattern that it can move. Not the hardest brain teaser to tease out, but it did take me however long here talking about it to to get to the end of it. So it it can be tricky and it could be tricky if you remember when I said that it moves in a straight line and if you take that to mean that the piece moves from point A to point B, if you have two points, you can always draw a straight line. That's the rules of geometry. That too is objective and neutral. No one has to become partial to anything to agree that objectively speaking between two points in a in a two-dimensional geometry is always a straight line. That is the nature of math. That is the nature of geometry. We can be certain about that. So, given that chess is always played on a, a representation of a two-dimensional field, then therefore there is always a straight line between two points, and so the, every piece moves in a, uh, in a. There is a line between every. Uh, no, they don't move in a straight line per se, but there is a straight line between all the pieces, and including their starting position and end position. So moves in a straight line really means more like you would move it. And that's how you could kind of interpret it in that direction. But again, you could ask, and that would be subjective impartial, which is why you'd have to ask to get it objective. They said at 248 on March the 13th, no, I mean moves in this line. I have a quote. That's why I said as impartial as possible, because some of this is going to have some partiality. And that's just the nature of subjective perception, right? If you've listened to my Secret Truths podcast, or if you've joined my free philosophy group, which by all means, email me if you want to join it, gmail.com. I've gone through my 10 or 20 lectures, however many is, explaining all of philosophy and how there's always an apparently on the beginning of every sentence that we just forget to tack on. Apparently, I'm talking right now. Apparently, two plus two equals four. Apparently, I can be certain that two plus two equals four because it always equals four and must equal four. Apparently, but I can always put an apparently on it because it's my subjective perception of what is apparently completely objective, completely extrinsic from me reality. Two plus two apparently will equal four whether no, whether humans exist or not, whether I'm here to perceive that or not. So that is objective and extrinsic from me, apparently, but it is also being uh, 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 perceived through the field of my uh, 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 mental perceptions. And that doesn't mean as some other philosophers have suggested that therefore my mental perceptions must be faulty or cannot be trusted at all. Apparently they can in the case of two plus two equals four. And apparently they can in the case of the brain teaser we talked about. So this is the very interesting nature of these brain teasers where you can, you can ponder it, hmm. And you could see on both sides, was he trying to be tricky, was he not? And this is gonna be very important and very useful for your life. So I hope you enjoyed these kind of brain teasers. I've got more tricky ones. You thought, well, that was pretty easy to do, Josh. That was pretty easy. Come on, let's get get a hard one. Okay, wait for next week. Wait for, actually, you know what? I'll give it to you now. I'll give it to you now. And you could think about it till next week. And I will uh, will give you the answer next week. (laughs) I just had that thought right now. How about we do that? Okay, so let me look at my little database of the next one we're gonna do. Okay, here's the next one we're gonna do for next week. So here's your brain teaser for next week. Let's see if you can figure it out. And you can even email me you want, joshbashinskyatgmail.com if you think you know the answer, or you could join my free philosophy group where we discuss them. If you wanna get the answer sooner than next week, but I'll try to release these every week. So here's a brain teaser for next week. And remember, the game we're playing here and the trick of the brain teaser is I'm gonna give you a description of reality. You need to you need to determine is it true or false and, more importantly, how do you know. You need to provide verification, you need to provide objective verification, you need to provide you need to verify it in a neutral third party way. Where nobody else needs to become partial to any other particular point of view other than we are existing in physical reality of some form, apparently, and that there's mathematical reality and informational reality in those ways. That's the only thing we need to be partial to and apparently it's perfectly safe to be partial to it, otherwise you couldn't be hearing what i'm talking about right now. Okay, you wouldn't have gotten the the the, uh, the instructions for the brain teaser. So that seems to be a fait accompli at that particular point to use the en français, so here's your brain teaser for for the week for you to ponder about and it's it's trickier than the one we did are you ready here's the brain teaser the past is always done now. i'll say it again. The past is always done now. The past is always done comma now. There's the brain teaser. Can you solve it? Is that true or false? It's a description. Is it true or false? And more importantly, how do you know you need to provide verification or you need to be able to go through the steps of verifying it in a neutral third party way that you realize no one else needs to become partial to anything else to see that this is objective reality or as objective as you can make it. The past is always done now. True or false? All right, folks, I hope you enjoyed that. Think about that brain teaser. Tease, uh, I'm teasing your brain. So tease your brain. Think about it. How can you verify it? How could you not verify it? Think about whether you think you can verify that or not. It's a particularly tricky one that is going to show us something interesting about reality and brain teasers uh, when we talk about it next week. And that's what we'll talk about next time on Secret Truths, and we'll reveal Secret Truths along the way. So uh, check it out. Think about it. The past is always done now. Is it? Let's see. We'll see you next week, and we'll talk about it. See you then.